0: You're listening to Behind the Shield, giving you 15 minutes of inspiration, triumphs, and more with the Salvation Army. Hello, I'm Captain Ken Chapman, Area Commander of the Salvation Army in Orlando with the Area Command, and we cover the work of the Salvation Army in Orange and Osceola counties. There's a lot happening on our eight-acre Orlando campus, and today I want to share with you the impact of our services and let you hear firsthand from those who will deliver and receive or receive such services. So joining me today is Denise Major. She is the Salvation Army Orlando Area Command and the Salvation Army of Osceola County's dedicated and outstanding director of social services. The world of social services can be challenging among all organizations, so to say the least. But when you have committed people who are passionate about the people they serve, the fight is more than worthwhile. So, Denise, we uh, have had you on our staff for... uh, a little while now and you have made a big impact on the work that we're delivering. Tell us um, why you came to the Salvation Army and what that work might mean to you.
1: Hi, Captain. I actually think that I was called to the Salvation Army. So I'm originally from Jamaica. I was living in New York for probably 27 years. Something was pulling me in this direction. And I tend to just listen to my creator, wherever he wants me to go is where I always follow. When I came to Orlando, I was looking for employment. I came across the job posting and it just literally spoke to me. So I think that it was a call-in, and I'm super excited to be here. I would
0: really like hearing that because in my life, there's a calling on my life. I used to do a lot of other crazy things before I surrendered to be a Salvation Army officer, and the Lord called me. Mm-hmm. And as as you just explained, when you find a sweet spot of what God created you to do, then even the bad days are, are good. And I would assume you probably have a few bad days in your job at The Salvation Army. Tell us about what you do on a daily basis and what kinds of things come to your door.
1: I mean, I think for me, bad days are just opportunities to make different choices for everybody that we come in contact with. So I find them to be challenging and opportunities just to be able to be impactful in the people's life that we serve. Um, difficulties happen. I think the social service feel in general is difficult. If you do this work, you don't do it because you're getting rewarded through your salary. You do it because it's something that is embedded inside of you. So our clients come with us, come to us broken. And I just try to reflect on how would I feel if I was in their predicament. I think you know, the economy that we live in, we are all either one or two paychecks away from being in a really bad situation.
0: Yeah, I I have numerous conversations with you throughout most of the days, and you're right, a lot of brokenness comes to the door, and hurt people hurt hurt people. people. And you hand, I've seen you handle situations with a lot of grace. Uh, You have a lot more compassion and patience than I have. And, and you demonstrate that on a regular basis. Where, where do you get that kind of strength to when someone is yelling and screaming out at you because we're not giving them everything they want when they want it or whatever the situation may be? How, what, where do you draw that strength from to be able to handle it in a graceful and compassionate manner?
1: I draw that from my creator. So I think in every situation that is going to be difficult, again, I try to put myself in that person's position. I would probably be upset if I was in some of the predicament that our customers are in. So I pull that energy from, I don't know, like deep down. I've always seen my parents give. My mother has a saying that you should, all, if you have it, give it. Um, my dad is the same way. So I think I pull that just from my upbringing and just knowing that we should all help each other and support each other um clients can be difficult but most of the time they're just misunderstood
0: yeah i i I think you're right about that and i see that a lot but it takes a special person to be able to go past all of that anger and bitterness and most of the time we're hurt we're going to express it in anger and bitterness and I, i i've seen you see through that a lot so when people go into the social services field you know, when you go to college, you, you can make some choices. Are you trying to make a career choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a brain surgeon. I want to be an engineer. And, well, I want to make money. I want to make a title, whatever. Social workers never go into that for money. Because it's just not a field that pays a lot of money. What keeps you, people like you, yourself, and other social workers that you associate with, how do you keep that motivation to keep going uh, when you're not compensated like maybe the friend that you – maybe your roommate in college is making a lot more than you – What kind of personal inner satisfaction? Where is that? How to explain all of that to me.
1: I think there's a peace and grace that comes with leaving someone better than you found them. So I think social workers in general have a compassion that is just innate. It's either you're born with it or you're not. It's not something that you can be taught in school. So I think for us, when we go into a profession, we kind of look at the pros and the cons for social service Workers, we literally want to help others. We get there's a certain feeling and compassion that comes with that. The satisfaction is leaving someone better off than we found them and being able to provide those tools and resources. So, for me, the challenging clients that you are like, I don't have the patience for, if I can get through to them, I know that I have done my job. That, for me, is the reward.
0: And I I literally see that demonstrated in the way you work and live and talk every day. Um, You can teach method and strategy. But you cannot teach heart and passion. And
1: not teach compassion. And
0: and I think that is what sets social workers apart. And, you know, it's like teachers, mm-hmm. first responders, people who are in helping positions and professions, they're underrated in our society and underpaid and underappreciated. But without that fabric coming together in our infrastructure, our, our economy and our society would literally fall apart. Do you agree with that?
1: I 100% agree. I mean, everyone has a role to play. I think for us, being in the social service field, we just want the the playing field to be a little even and leveled. We we can all reflect on times that we've need services um, in our own life, whether we got those services from a family member, it may not have been from a social service organization, but we've all need help. And then just to be able to reflect and say, okay, if I need help, how would I want to be treated?
0: Mm so let's talk some uh, tough issues okay um, we don't have enough resources to go around um, we are seeing a growing crisis in our community homelessness is exponentially growing uh, rents are going up three and four hundred percent groceries are really high it's hard to even pay for gas to get to your job Um so what One of the things that the Salvation Army requires is some skin in the game. So talk about that from your perspective. Um, we don't just hand things out. I wanna make sure our donors and supporters understand we don't just give and give and give. Because then we become a toxic charity. Talk about those kinds of things of how we help people and stabilize people, yet require them to be a part of that recovery.
1: I mean, a part of our mission is to meet people where they are. We also want to follow the philosophy that we are teaching people how to fish and we're not giving them a fish so when when someone comes to us our responsibility for them is to provide them with the tools and the resources so that they're able to help themselves and then hopefully help someone else so the process is you you know you come to a salvation army if you're seeking service whether it be food whether it be shelter our job is that after you've built a relationship with one of our staff members a case manager then that person is going to provide you with tools and resources that's going to leave you better off than we found you. Lots of times our goal is to get someone stable and is to move them into a situation where they're able to help themselves and their family. So any donation that we receive, we are stretching those, those dollars to the max. Um, whether it be food donation, we're making sure that the families that we are providing those services to are worthy of that service.
0: So our slogan is doing the most good. And sometimes other nonprofits will say, well, you think you're doing it better than the rest of us. That is not what that slogan means. That slogan is not a brag. It is a pledge that we will do the most good with what people entrust to us. And we squeeze every penny. And indeed, I have to get three levels of approval for every bit of money that we spend on social services or anything that we do for our command so what do you see uh, the biggest problem in social services right now in this community in Orange and Osceola counties what is the biggest crisis and what are ways you think we may be able to overcome some of those challenges
1: so I think some of the things that you've mentioned captain is just lack of resources there is not a lot of housing opportunities there are individuals that are actually working hard to pull themselves out of their situation but there's just, there's not a lot of opportunities for them to move into a stable environment so i think just the influx, I didn't realize that when I went to California, I said to one, some, I think my best friend, I said, there's a lot of homeless people in California. I thought New York had the largest population of homeless people. When I moved to Orlando, I said, there's a lot of homeless people in Orlando, yeah. I thought California. And then I did the research and we have the third largest population of homeless individuals in the country. So there's just not enough to go around. And I think part of what you said, not becoming a toxic charity, is how do we actually do the hard work of providing people hard skills and soft skills that's going to move them towards stability? Not just a handout, but a handout.
0: Well said. And we want to empower people and not enable them. To, to continue a negative lifestyle. Right. And homelessness is a, is a doesn't fit in, in categories. Uh, every individual has a different story. And it is a very complex issue, very uh, difficult to solve some of the problems. Now, I will give some kudos to our city and county governments. They are trying to address the problem and they're throwing as many resources as they can. Uh, what we are going to do at the Salvation Army is to maximize the resources we have. We're going to look at solutions like bridge housing uh, to stabilize people um, until we can work on a more affordable housing inventory in our communities and to give people the skill set they need. Now, we do that with uh, with um, uh, transitional housing, with emergency housing, uh, food pantry, clothes pantry. We have uh, work programs, veterans programs, women and children's shelters. 319 elderly live on our campus in, in William and Catherine Booth Towers, and 100 youth come, at-risk youth come every uh, four times a week for a hot meal and for uh, the breaking those generational cycles. Uh, you are the one that's behind that, and one of the things you brought to us that I'm so proud of you for is that we have to collaborate. The Salvation Army cannot do it with our funders and our donors alone. We must collaborate with other communities and not, Duplicate services. You're adamant about that. Tell us real quickly how you feel about that.
1: I believe in a community partnership. Um, exactly what you said. We do case management and housing well. Then we need to connect with other agencies that do employment well, that do transitional housing well, health care. There's so many resources. We have so many customers that come with mental health issues. We are not the expert in mental health. So then we need to partner with other organization that does that well. So we're not duplicating services. And then we're also serving our customers to the best of our abilities. I think it's like a family, right? Within your family, there's different individuals that does different things very well. You go to that person for advice. You know that your aunt is the person that you go to. If you need financial advice, you go to your dad if you need something different. It's the same thing in social services. So we connect with entities, and then we build kind of a covering for our clients so that when they're out there, they know that they're protected and they have, won the Salvation Army behind them, but they also have all these other organizations that supporting them as well. So I think for me, those relationships are very important because you're not duplicating the process, but you're also providing a level of care that clients will feel and connect
0: with. Well, them. as area commander, I salute you and thank you for bringing that mentality to our command because that makes a big, big difference. And donors and funders should appreciate the fact that we are not duplicating and that we're we're collaborating to make the most out of every resource we have so thank you for your leadership on that um, wish I could talk a lot longer but we're out of time but I do want to say this in Matthew Jesus said if you give a cup of cold water in my name or if you clothe someone in my name or you shelter someone I'm paraphrasing then you've done it unto me And that is the heartbeat of the Salvation Army Social Services, is that we want to make sure that we are doing that in the name of Jesus, but we're letting people know that there is hope and a way to go forward. So thank you for today. Let me pray a blessing over you. Lord, I thank you so much for an incredible person like Denise Major and the skills and talents that she has brought to the Salvation Army of Orlando. And I pray today, Lord, that you will anoint her and bless her and give her all the tools she needs, encourage her heart when she needs it, and bring the resources we need to make a difference in our community so we can bring light into a dark world. In Jesus' name, amen. So ladies and gentlemen, And This has been a great interview with Denise Major, our Director of Social Services for the Salvation Army Orlando and Osceola Area Command. So God bless you and God bless everyone who helps the Salvation Army. To give to the Salvation Army, text GOOD to 24365 or visit SalvationArmyOrlando.org. Behind the Shield is powered by News 6, United Way, City of Orlando and Orange County.